The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Testing? Testies? Testies? One, two, three? Boner. I don't know shit about fuck. Fucker. I like sucking. Nah, nah, nigga. Legit. Welcome back to Legit Bat. I'm Joe. Ben's here. Jen is also here. I am. I almost wasn't. I don't feel awesome, and I probably won't say a lot, but I want to hear what you guys have to say. She feels like a huge turd. Mega doo-doo. Mega doo-doo. Now that I can see my face on the camera, I look sick. Uh, Thanks, Ben, for joining. I didn't hear from you at all today, so I wasn't even sure, but you were here before me, so that's cool. There was. You're welcome. Drink that coffee. Yeah, you look like you're about to go to bed, too. Cool. Yep. Well, we have but it uh, is decaf. So, oh, okay. Good for you. <laughs> we have Andy from the Deep Share back on again. It's been a while, dude. Good to see you and uh, kind of stepping in, co-hosting and co-guesting. Uh, Barb, she was supposed to be here last week, but had technical difficulties. Hey guys. Good to see you again. It's been Thank good you to see on. you guys longer, I think. Uh, Andy, let's start. Uh, do you want to plug anything off the top here, or just get right into what you want to talk about? Sure, man. Well, first of all, yeah, it's been a while. Thanks for having me on. This is always a good time, and uh, it's good to see you all. Uh, yeah, you can go to the deepshare.com. That's where my website is. Um, the podcast is on all the regular podcasting apps. It's on YouTube and Odyssey. Um, I've got a killer telegram that's getting more and more um, interesting and popular. We're gaining members. It's for, uh, it's for the box saga in particular, box saga English on telegram. Yeah. Those are pretty much the plugs. Nice. So, yeah. And Barb, uh, you said you were not creating content anymore. So if anybody remembers the last time she was on, she's a internet comedian, uh, TikTok I'm star. Just, I do TikToks, but they don't do as well as they used to, but, uh, I still rile people up on TikTok and stuff. So I, I guess I create content. It's just not as good as it used to be. Oh, well, you're slipping. Well, you also got hit by a fucking bus. How's that going? I did. Um, so I'm okay. I have my scar and I feel my little chain of metal. Well, I don't really feel it, but yeah, uh, my arm, I got my cast off a little deformed, but I'm, I'm alive. So, you know, it could have been worse. You should tattoo over that just so you can always remember. Can you tattoo over I've scar gotten, tissue? I've gotten uh, some ideas. Yeah, in a few years. We'll get to that. <laughs> there you go. All right, Andy, let's do this. So when we first booked Andy, he was talking about, what was it, the Nephilim and Nephilim? And I know you're into the wordplay stuff, and like you were talking about the box saga. So start it off. What's <laughs> been on your mind with that? If you can find Well, some. yeah, it's it's definitely been a long time since I've been on here talking about that. I think I did talk a little bit about box saga when I was on here 
long time ago and it was kind of like i was just getting into it for the most part so my mind was blown you know but since then i've just kind of taken away a number of key points from the saga and i've tried to see if i can apply it to other areas of history basically the most drastic thing that the box saga did for me was it removed ancient aliens so that was something that I was really into for a lot of years. And I was never full tilt. You know, a lot of times I would watch ancient aliens and where they would consider that extraterrestrials were like the ultimate answer. Sometimes I'd be like, ah, I wonder if this was like psychedelics and humans just getting advanced on their own or something. You know, I wasn't fully blown into the, you know, extraterrestrial idea, but I was very open to it. And Zachariah Sitchin, I have all of his books in either in here or downstairs. And, you know, I was really into that whole idea. And the saga just completely took that away without a doubt for me. And I was like, okay, so a lot of what the saga interprets as, uh, as history is just all hum- human based. There's no, deities there's no gods there's no magical beings the magic is more like what you could consider like eastern mysticism would suggest about magic it's more about consciousness and you know being in line with nature and things like that but beyond that it's all stories of humans so i was like okay let's see if i can try to find this somewhere else and see if it applies so of course i wanted to immediately look into the most famous of the Uh, ancient alien stories, which is the Sumerian Anunnaki. And that's where it really started to unravel for me completely. I started to look into different sources, non-conspiratorial sources, more anthropological sources, and found over and over again that we, we have a grasp on who settled Sumer. And we know who it was that brought agriculture and, um, you know, animal husbandry to Southern Mesopotamia. And it's not just this ominous, who knows if they were gods or not. Like when you talk to anthropologists or you read the old anthropology records from the 1700s and the 1800s, they were calling these people, the Ubaid people. There's a whole list of different groups of individuals that were considered human, but of course, not modern human. And that's where it gets a little fuzzy, too, because, you know, we have things like Cro-Magnon, which now has been uh, proven beyond the shadow of a doubt is anatomically and through DNA and everything exactly the same as modern human. So the name itself is almost just to suggest you're putting a, a stamp on when you when you want history to begin. <laughs> you know, it's it's the establishment just saying, well, this is when we were really humans. Disregard all this other history that may change the human story quite drastically. So how far yeah, back does this go? Just a little with, intro for it. Yeah, with the, the box saga thing in particular, how far back do they claim it goes? Is it in is it in line with like biblical the, shit, like five, six thousand years or no, that's the beginning for in the box saga about 3000, 4000 BC. That's the beginning of the period that they call um, the re-legioning of the world. This word re-legion and legion we understand from Catholicism is roughly like a conglomeration, a mass, uh, uh, you know, we are legion, right? So it's 
a reorganization of the world. And that's where Boxaga claims we get the word religion. It's a redoing. It's a reorganization. This is also when the box saga claims that the black ink hit white that, paper. That's, that's the story. If I'm wrong, because it was a while ago. You sent me all those links when I was at work, and I I fucking peeled through them. Um, just as a refresher, now that that's talking about when they got um, out of what they're considering the last ice age or Atlantis, right? Right, and they yes, the the young end of the younger right, dryas. and they yeah. reconverged into what now we know as the modern civilization and continents into Europe, essentially, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Altlant East Atlantis in the box saga is not a place. I mean, it is. It takes place in a certain area, but it's a time period. All the lands ice, and in the old Swedish root language, which is what the box saga claims is the oldest language on the planet, uh, this. This lines up. Alt Lant East means all lands ice. And they're referring to all the countries uh, that were named with land at the end in the Northern Hemisphere. Iceland, Greenland, Deutschland, Svedland, uh, Finland, you know, all these different Dens lands. Mark. They were the... Dan's, yeah, exactly. Well, Dan, yeah, that's the thing. Denmark did have a name that had land, mm -hmm. in it, and Mark means land, right? Because it was supposed to be this so one of the one of the two. Dan's Mark, right? Dan's it was going to say it was one of the two sons or whatever it was, right? And that was Dan's Mark, yes, his his place that he set up. Yeah, the two kings, the we kings, the Vikings, the V kings. This is the the origin of that word. Uh, the two sons that didn't have official titles in the family, because in the original paradise time, before the ice happens in the box saga, um, there's twelve sons and seven daughters that have titles and responsibilities that have to do with the society. Um, any sons and daughters that are more than that. They were literally called the Moors, by the way. Uh, the more than uh, didn't have any titles. They could be all kinds of helpers or whatever, but they didn't have official titles in line with the system in the society. Um, so when ice time happened, when this cataclysm occurred and the whole Northern Hemisphere, according to Saga, was completely decimated by ice, similar to what we have during the Little Ice Age, um, they claimed that the area around Helsinki was... Uh, remained unfrozen so they could survive there but in that time period they were trying to have as many kids as possible mm -hmm. trying to survive and um, because of that these two kings eventually these two people that wanted to be kings and wanted to have titles and didn't they're like well we can leave the ice now we can get out and re-emerge back into the Levant and Europe and that whole area and start to mingle with all these southern um, areas of the world that weren't decimated by the ice so you think like they were cut off from these people for thousands and thousands and thousands of years and then they suddenly had contact again so it was definitely alien for sure and that's where we get a lot of those kind of uh ideas but um so speaking of the moorish people yeah no that's fine go wherever uh we just had to fix our wi-fi apparently i was not hardwired and now we are so hopefully that you froze for a second there, so I'm like, ah, shit. What oh, no. Anyway, so speaking of the, the Moors, isn't that black people? Am I wrong on that? That's, I think, yeah. Dark skin, yeah, for sure. But there's dark skin people in the box saga, too, you know? Yeah, That's I've how heard we start a lot off. About, yeah, I've heard a lot say. about Moorish people. There's a whole rabbit trail with that if anybody wants to look that up, because I haven't done it myself. I have a couple friends that will look into that kind of stuff, so... 
Wasn't I'm it, wondering how that played in. Wasn't it essentially that we had all started out dark skinned, which is also where we get the idea of we all started in Africa now, that story. But once the split happened, when they were basically stuck, um, I don't know if it was Atlantis at the time or whatever, but their skin over generations and hundreds of years from the snow. And people were talking about like, if you've ever gone snowboarding, you've ever gone uh, any up in the snow for a day during a clear, sunny day, you're getting a double dose of sun because you're Absolutely. getting it from the sun itself. And then it's bouncing yeah. straight the fuck back off you. Um, I got like three degree Arctic, burns on my nose doing that dude me too yeah yeah, yeah. just skiing you gotta wear like, <laughs> like, a, like a lot of sunscreen when you're going skiing or snowboarding especially in the northeast right yeah. here yeah oh um, yeah <laughs> it was peely it was all blistery and peely all over just my nose don't mm -hmm. i go really climbing cool. up in the northeast and i had a friend that come with me and he didn't have a balaclava or goggles or anything oh, we oh to, yeah like, no you're gonna get up in new hampshire and i was like eyes. i'm gonna be hitting 50 mile an hour winds and your face is gonna be just you're destroyed. gonna get like boils like i've seen yeah. people with boils from it like oh yeah, yeah i lost my goggles one time when i was climbing um up in the presidential range in new hampshire and the wind just took them and wind flew them right off my face. And so oh, wow. the rest of the, we were right on a ridge line for four my for four mountains. So it was just all exposure the whole damn time. I'm like, you ah. can burn the whites of your eyes. Like people yeah. get sunburned eyeballs. How wild Absolutely. is that? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, wow. So crazy. But yeah, um, so you take an Arctic animal out of the Arctic for mm -hmm. long enough and they will lose that uh, or gain more pigment in their fur and, and things like that. And that is what they claim happened to Arctic animals with the eye color and the hair color. Well, and isn't, yeah. isn't the box saga pretty closely related, not just on skin color and how they explain it. And I'm probably going to bumble over it because it's been two years since no I worries. looked into all this, but isn't that pretty heavily tied into India? There's a lot of a lot of the box saga takes place in what would we now call India, but was then called Hindustan. Okay. And, you gotta end uh, it with uh, as soon as you start looking into the origins of the Vedic people and the Vedas and where they come from, you get big time box saga vibes. I can't remember the author, but someone in the late 1800s wrote a book called The Arctic Home of the Vedas. And it's all about how the Vedas are really alluding to their homeland being in the North Pole. But the box saga claims that Helsinki was the was the North Pole and that the whole cataclysm shifted the whole earth. And if if that's the case, then even if we were honestly looking for it, we'd be looking in the wrong place for evidence of it. You know, well, there's a big Catholic cathedral science... over the uh, fin Finnish uh, supposed holy land. You know, doesn't modern science say that, you know, the poles shift? Could, could that have been what it yeah. was, if that's true? Yeah, there is evidence for that. I actually found um, someone was sharing like declassified shit about like UFO stuff a couple of years ago, and it was debunking some aspect of UFO whatever but the thing that i picked up on was they mentioned something totally unrelated in the memo and it was about some sort of cataclysm that may have possibly like happened that would have shifted the pole like 23 degrees or something like that some which some pretty spot on that I'm... was pretty spot on for helsinki yeah, which i think we're at what yeah. 22 or something like that right now something yeah it's pretty crazy um 
Well, yeah, I can't remember where we started this. I know you guys asked a question and <laughs> it just kind of uh, went off, but we just go um, wherever. If anything pops yeah. in. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I mean, I've been trying to tie the box saga to other areas. That's kind of been my focus. And the Anunnaki, that led me to a man named Nicholas Devere. And Nicholas Devere has been dead for a while now, but he is the was the like last remaining member of the court of the dragon or the dragon legacy if you will it's this this whole family legacy through europe and it's recognized as a sovereign nation and like all the paperwork's there it's all official um there's even a rumor that they helped with the bilderberg group or at least helped put it together or something I don't, they're know a sovereign nation. I don't mean to interrupt you but if they're a sovereign nation do you know like their geographical location would it be like what would it be present day or it would be like several over like span over several different countries it's in hungary supposedly okay. but, but there's a so let me let me um quickly add here that nicholas devere has had gone on a rampage at one point about a dragon court that popped up in hungary that might be what okay. i'm thinking of uh that was like a fraudulent version of his family okay and, um there's a lot of controversy around devere of course but um what he was pulling from when he wrote his books like his book was called the dragon seed and the dragon legacy um he was pulling from his family archives and what was interesting to me was lawrence gardner who was another author um was turned on to Nicholas Devere's work because he was part of a council that was helping all these British royal families put their family trees together. And Lawrence Gardner started to recognize a lot of interesting connections. So he went and got in touch with this Nicholas Devere and they became close friends and they started uh, working together on a lot of this information. And uh, they had a big falling out eventually where this book, this book right here, whoop, Realm of the Ring Lords by Lawrence Gardner. Um, I've spoken to Abby Devere, Nicholas's daughter, and she claims that like this is all plagiarized. This was like basically Nicholas Devere's work, and uh, it's it's, it's crazy. This <laughs> that's the funny part. It's all kind of alluding to Tolkien because, um, well, that's man. This is where it's all led me because I've been looking into Tolkien and all of his personal quotes and all these letters he was sending his son and what he was saying, and I'm like. Oh fuck! This dude knew about the box saga without knowing about the box saga, and this is why the elves were six foot tall and not little fucking creatures. And this is why, like, all of this started to unravel for me. I'm like, all right, let me just put the cart before the horse, as they say not to do, and start looking through all these folkloric ideas of magical creatures. And if I'm trying to debunk aliens, maybe I got to take another step away and go: Was all of this? to fictionalize some part of history to make people unarrestable first of all and hide the aspects of history that they didn't want out there how would they do this and what would they do and i started just putting this together in my head that this is a massive provocation like it's they provoke us with all this all these layers of bullshit but underneath there's truth but you have to know what you're what you're looking at and the language has been the words have been have stayed the same, but the meanings have changed. It's unreal because what, what we do think they say of, about elves and shit. Then, like the box saga, well, they so mentioned elves. That's, 
They do mention elves briefly, but not very much. Just in the fact that their alphabet is called Alphurnus Bet, and it means the rhyme of the elves, which is interesting. Elf, if you go back into etymology, which people take for granted, because the roots of words come mostly before the mythologies and folklores that we use. Um, if you look at elf in the very beginning, it just means shining or white. Um, and we can, we can relate that to El in the Sumerian language and Elu in Akkadian. It means shining, shining ones. But the thing is, shining related to nobility. It related to intelligence as well. It related to enlightenment. It was kind of like this divine right of kings where king meant crown and it referred to the crown chakra and enlightenment and only those who were fit to rule ruled. The only king that was in place was that that was enlightened, right? It was a perfect alignment of what the word meant and what it what was what it was being practiced as so so then you see a little bit of truth in that like just while you were explaining what that meant it's like you always for the most part like in tolkien's work the elves are these like long-living pompous very smart very shrewd shiny fucking humans basically yeah they're not humans but they're humans yeah they're only not humans because they don't call themselves fucking humans (laughs) and they got pointy ears and they live a long time but like probably don't call (laughs) each other elves either they probably say yeah, exactly. Well, the they elves that like we've been taught, taught to believe in, like the little tiny elves, like they're not tiny, right? Right. I know and... the Nordic people, especially like Finnish and Icelandic and Swedish, even now in present day, elves have like a big part of their like culture and like their rituals and like they have magical powers and all that stuff. Yes. But I always thought they were like tiny. Well, I mean, that's kind of what it's all kind of mixed together with sprite and fate and fairy and pixie, okay. right? Yeah. These, all like these the, terms like the get lore, mixed together like for us. The mysticism. Okay. Yeah. To a supernatural author that you're going to read or some medium that's going to tell you all the answers, all these words are pretty interchangeable when they start throwing them around. You know, they talk okay. about, you know, so they're maybe they're going like to do a folk. ritual. Right. And maybe yeah. they're going to do a ritual in a fairy circle, right? Well, what if what if you find out a fairy circle was actually what these round table well, you don't courts... mess with the fairies. You don't mess, mess with the fae. They'll fuck well, your check life it out. Up don't eat their food. Fairy circle is what don't the round table them. courts in Caledonia were called. So when these people so we're talking about the round table, like Knights of the Round Table, all these yeah. mythic Arthurian legends, that's exactly what we're talking about. In Caledonia, the royal picks, which is or technically called the pick she, which is where we get pixies from, they would sit in these round tables. And this, to me, harkens back to Box Saga because it's all about circles and rings and even all of the grail lore that I'm finding in Sir Lawrence Gardner and Nicholas Devere and everyone that wrote like Holy Blood, Holy Grail, all this mythology surrounding the Holy Grail, they talk about two most important symbols and it's the ring and the staff. And the thing is in Box Saga, it's the ring and the pole. It's the same damn thing. And it's I'm reading Lawrence Gardner. I'm going, holy shit! This guy, this guy knew about Box Saga without knowing about Box Saga. And the more I look and the more people I talk to, it's a common theme. There's another guy named I'm gonna for, I'm gonna blank on his name. He wrote an amazing book. You can get it on Amazon called uh, The Lost. Uh, 
Lost Civilization of the North. And he ended up stumbling upon Box Saga because he was trying to prove that the Jason and the Argonauts story was not myth, that it was actually true and he could trace their footprints and their footsteps of where they went. And he, by doing that, he stumbled upon the Box Saga and spent the next 10 years becoming Eeyore Box's friend before he died. Interesting. So what's some, what's more the, the interesting, uh, like etymological things that you've come across? Sure. Dragons. I, that is everybody's like favorite. Said, everybody kind of like, uh, undercuts it, but they all come. It, it's so weird when you see different languages that have words that sound the same, even like English to Spanish. That's like a, that's pretty close on some words. It's almost the same. English word. takes a lot from Dutch as well. Like modern yes. day English. It takes a lot from Dutch. And old old high German too was a big one, yep. but Germanic, yeah, it's in a Germanic language. So yeah. Well, and the Box Saga claims that English is a miracle because it's like a perfect combination of the two languages talked about in the Box Saga. So they have root language R U O T, which is or R O T in some cases, but R U O T S I Ruotsi is a language spoken um, in Russia and Finland. That is true. It's it's exactly what we're talking about here. And they some people know it, some people don't. But there's a whole tradition of families in Finland and other areas of Scandinavia who are basically the innkeepers. Like you see a lot of movies about that, mostly horror movies telling you to stay away from all those places. Uh, but uh, those families are basically these uh, root speaking families left over that were allowed to remain near Helsinki and in Finland and everything, but just don't talk about your don't talk about the old ways. Didn't, You're not allowed to, you know. Didn't he say that, I think it was Carl Borgen, uh, said uh, it's like a cross between old Finnish and Latin, where it's like you can see these quote-unquote root words that we would call root words in English, and every single one of them, it's like, right, but then if you take Latin and you cross-reference that with old Finnish or... <laughs> the root languages you're talking about it's like you can see this trail this like breadcrumb trail through eto etymology of how we and got meaning. the english word yeah it's like yeah, all broken and meaning down. as well which is really weird yeah it's it's pretty crazy and um, that's why i urge people to to jump into our telegram that we're create that we've created there's over 100 people in there now and a lot of these guys in there have studied the box saga with eeyore before he died and they're all in there to ask questions you know i invite skeptics all day long every day i'm like please bring challenging questions bring parts of history that may seem like they it could debunk the box saga bring it on because we need more eyes on this you know because if we're just going to use mainstream history to debunk the saga well fine go for it have have fun you know you'll do that easily if you're going to use academia to debunk anything we talk about on these shows but um but yeah uh, link will be oh. in the show notes with that shoot, shoot that over to me afterwards and I'll absolutely it thank you yeah and i, yeah, I just encourage people to ask thing. questions yeah let's do some one of everybody's favorites uh dragon let's talk about dragons because we did already talk about the dragon family like where does this come from well dragon comes from edracon which is greek and that comes from let me let me actually look this up specifically because it's kind of weird how they um they go about talking about this and i have this whole list here of different words we can go over but okay so we got dragon latin draco before that was the greek dracon prior to that was edracon to see clearly 
In Hebrew, the equivalent is Nahash, meaning serpent, but the Semitic word from the consonantal stem, N-H-S-H, meant to decipher or find out or see clearly. So serpents were the wise men, the wise seers, the shamans, the druids. So basically we're talking about, and you, this is the thing, you can go to every bit of serpent symbolism, no matter where on the, on the whole planet, and you find these same characteristics, these same personality types. You know, the Greeks, dragons were conveyors of enlightenment. To the Gales, they were representatives of sovereignty. To the Chinese, they're bringers of good fortune. These were the Merlins of the royal courts. The Is seers that came to, to see the high Jesus? kings. Dragons? Oh, the Magi? Yeah. The Magi, where we get the word magic? Yeah. Yeah. Druids, Magi from the ancient Indo-European priesthood. And they were called the wise ones in old Zoroastrian religion. Well, not to veer off too much, but astrotheologists will say that the three wise men were the three uh, stars in Sirius's belt. Yeah, it's both. <laughs> so basically oh, okay. how you would do that is you'd say, well, then you'd, you'd have to, so that's the thing about the astrotheology and matching that up with like fractal reality and as above, so below, where just because it's a, just because it turns all of our old stories into a farmer's almanac, it doesn't necessarily take away from those stories you know those stories are still historical a flood still happened right characters were still important for the the moving and shaking of cultures and where these cultures went the you know the parting of the red sea quote unquote like that may be mythological that may be allegorical but there's roots historical roots that kind of tell a story of where people went you know, well, when I think we at have... this point, a, a flood is not even, you know, the, the deluge. I don't think that's mm -hmm. even up for debate. It's in so many mm -hmm. texts, not just the Bible. People were really quick to dismiss it because it's in the Bible. So therefore, uh, the Noah's Ark mm -hmm. thing, different story, I think. That was probably more of, um, you know, a bunch of samples of DNA or something. That makes a lot more sense. Um, kind of like the seed vault. in well, preserve our species, or which is preserve like the common species, or preserve our environment as we know it, like... Right yeah. to repopulate. Box has got a Noah story. Yeah. It's called they're, the Gotland story. It's they're crazy. Goatland story. There's an island uh, away, like on the outside of uh, Sweden, and uh, the story goes that when Altlantis, the the area of hell, Helsinki, that was protected but surrounded by ice, once the ice started to melt, which they were starting to see, was happening. And that's how they started to be able to get out and mingle with the rest of the world. The whole, all these glaciers were just moving southward and destroying everything. So Altlantis fell into the sea in this part of the box saga. So, which is, it's funny how that, there's a lot of little pieces that line up with the allegory that were, or not the allegory, the, the narrative that we hear from Plato you know, and the stories that we hear even from channelers and people in the know, they talk about Atlantis falling into the sea or something like that. That's where the Atlantis story in Box Saga lines up, where eventually- All right, we're gonna take a quick ad break. We'll be back right after this. Where eventually it does, it gets destroyed. And they, the remaining people move to this island called Gotland outside of sweden and it's yeah it's really cool they have they have a fucking answer for every part of history that's why it's so fascinating well what uh, you were talking oh go ahead joe oh i was just gonna side side trail real quick and then you can go uh we talked to a dude on 
a show the other week and he was talking about how he's like basically looking for Noah's Ark and he's been looking at, I don't know, radar or something. I, I think I took a piss during that part of it. I, I talked to him after the show, but he's looking at that. But uh, I saw an in- interesting thing the other day on the Noah's Ark thing. Based on the measurements the Bible gave for how big it was, it would be physically impossible especially if you go by you know what they say you know we've lost so many species to extinction in that time it would be literally impossible to fit two of every single thing on that size of a ship that it's alone ludicrous. it's ridiculous so either there were little vials of uh dna or sperm and eggs or something like who fucking knows and maybe they just well, have the technology to do it back then real quick just to comment on that um that does kind of paint a picture, right? Like that paints a very typical picture of what we have from Atlantis. We have this wicked advanced society, but you know, that's kind of, and it's kind of like wicked framing as in tech. like crazy. Not oh yeah. I apologize. I'm from Hampshire, the East coast. Wicked <laughs> means very. Yeah. Very East intensely from Boston. Fucking wicked. Oh, you are. Cheers, homie. I'm, I'm not. No, I'm not from Brooklyn. From... No. Oh, you're from Brooklyn. Okay, no, I'm, I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. No, no, no. I'm from New York. I, no, 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 no. Please don't. Word. Okay. Whoa. I'm from Boston, so whatever. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought we had more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um, no. I don't know. Where should we, what, what were we just? Oh, uh, Ben was going to uh, Yeah, go ahead, Ben. Well, there's two caveats to that on the Noah's Ark story. I heard... <clears throat> And it actually kind of ties in with what I was going to say before that. Uh, The idea of Noah's Ark when he said two of every animal is that one, they were, you know, young or like you were talking about vials or embryos or whatever. Um, But the other idea was that it's a post credit saying two of every animal that we have now, not just two of every animal that could have existed like dinosaurs or whatever the fuck it is. It's like. It was a post credit to say two of every animal that now exists is what he was capable of getting on the ark. And I'm like, okay, I could see that because that points to what I was going to say before that when he was talking about it's the same words, but they've changed so drastically. Paul Wallace talks about when he's going through the Bible, affrication in the languages of like, you can take the same words, put them in the same string. And then hundreds or thousands of years later, somebody can go to translate those same words and it will be wildly different than what it is now. Just in our lifetime, we've seen some words go from meaning one thing to changing <laughs> a bunch Complete of times. Other we've seen yeah. that in the last two years, three years. Just <laughs> like in the last, it happened last month. It literally yeah. happened last month, I'm pretty sure. So, Yeah. And so what do we always say on that point? Like we always say, no matter what conspiracy anybody's talking about, it's always to take away our power, right? To take, take our minds off of our own endeavors, our own families, our own this and that. It's always to remove our center, right? And man, what an incredible way to do that with our language by taking our fear of death hostage mm-hmm. and realigning all of that. this language <laughs> Whether you're new age, whether you're Western religion. So, you know, you can be like, fuck Western religion, man. I'm all new age. It's like, yeah, you're all falling for the same thing. Still the same thing. And it's not to take away away anybody's like spiritual, quote unquote, entity encounters. I've had them too. But I also like quantum physics and I like Schrodinger. And Schrodinger said, multiplicity is only apparent. In reality, there's only one mind. So it's like this idea of multiplicity at all. The fact that we're all sitting here talking to each other. The fact that you can 
you can meet God or Jesus or Buddha or an alien on psychedelics or meditation or any of these sort of experiences. You can cross quote unquote dimensions. All of this is consciousness subjectively dealing with reality. All yeah. of it. I saw something I mean, you posted a while ago. To go back to that whole like yellow, red, and blue balls, like just a little baby playing with different colored balls. It's like that. Yeah, that sounds more like reality than all this multitude of, of, I mean, that's one level, but the unity is far above and more real than all these distractions. But yeah, go ahead. So I, I saw something you posted. It's probably been a year or so, but um, I can't remember how you worded it. You said different dimensions are just quantum superposition. It was something to oh, that yeah, effect. I, yeah. I, um, and I, I was... Multi, the multiverse is just I, quantum... Okay. Superposition. So what I was going to ask you, I forgot to, yeah, I forgot I was going to tell you about that. I was like, isn't that just saying the same thing with different words though? Kind of, but not really because the multiverse attitude in every Hollywood movie that's handed to us along with all the, all the not suppressed alien disinf or alien disclosure bullshit that's happening. All the stuff that's not getting censored and getting promoted everywhere. And people are starting companies from the government and shit. All these assholes that are giving us disclosure, talking about these, the multiverse and that they're hinting at all this shit. They're acting like we can travel there like superheroes. It's the equivalent of the new age or the Western religions saving our fear of well, death yeah, oh, after this i get to be an interdimensional space traveler meet up with all my spirit guides and my aliens and my homies it's saving i mean i'm not trying to take away from anybody's beliefs but it's absolutely the the most crucial thing that i would hold hostage over people if i was trying to control them their fear yeah. of death oh yeah for sure that's the easy and the old one. world but, order did it for thousands of years and now you know come on guys you know new time <laughs> religion playbook. Yeah, look what the, the Catholics did. Look what the Catholics did to Bach and that entire civilization, trying to rewrite history by not only taking what they believed, but changing what they believed, suppressing it from people so they could not read further, and then also putting it on the level of the law, where you didn't mm -hmm. just you didn't just have to believe it. You actually had that fear of death if you didn't believe it and followed it. If you didn't follow it in your actions, you could get killed. If you said that you didn't believe it, you could get killed. And they changed what that belief was. It's like it's this big fucking turning snowball of fuckery that inversion. they have done. Yeah, inversion that they have just done over time to where now it's like it's not just questions. It's exactly what you said. It's all this layers of bullshit. Every time you every time you ask a question, you know, there's 10 different leads that you could follow. And more than likely, those 10 leads are all going to be bullshit. And you have to go past that. And then there's 100. It's like. How do you unravel that from our point now where we're Carefully. so advanced? <laughs> well, well, anytime, so let's get anytime back to the hear, words, man. Anytime you hear oh, something from a, a, an organization of kid fuckers that are trying to, you know, debunk another train of thought, I'm like, hmm, maybe I'm going to look into that then because you guys fuck kids. We don't so believe the you. kid fuckers. Yeah, like I hate this. Yeah. Like, why, why are we trusting any documentary about ancient civilization coming from Brandeis Netflix? Sorry, Graham right. Hand and Cock, but I don't trust you. You know, say something uh, for watched, once about I think Europe I watched like, Scandinavia, uh, asshole. <laughs> we watched a couple episodes of that one, and I get what he's trying to do, but again, it's on Netflix. And not to just throw he's out everything, but it's still like... No, but yeah. He wants money. It's, not, it's all a money-grabbing operation. You're not going to get, get like... That guy I think on you, get, you get like surface-level facts anytime Netflix comes out with like a documentary, but you don't he's actually get the real facts. 
He's so provocative. He's got, he's got he's such, such a pleasant voice. He's so good. Though. And I loved him for a long time. And I don't hate the guy or anything, but I'm, he's a, if it's being promoted on Netflix, it's not disrupting That's shit. Kind it's of Obama flicks. Sign. It's like you, you know that he's bringing up good. He brings up amazing points that nobody knows to start your thinking without ever answering any of the questions that he knows you're going to start asking in your head. So it's right. like and he knows it's very provocative because he knows exactly where he's taking you. And then you hit that wall of right when am I going to get an answer? It's like it's the same thing with ancient aliens and all the rest of those shows. Right. And they're it's just in tandem, a little right? bit. It's just a little bit more covered. It's just all in tandem your balls and it's in pieces and it's it's um, what's the word uh, c compartmentalized. It's perfect. And it's yes. delivered to us in a nice tailored fashion where no one's coming on too strong to try to sell us on it. It's a number of different areas of study and and uh, visibility coming at us from different angles. So you have Graham Hancock. He doesn't tell you who he thinks these ancient civilizations might be. He just alludes to them existing. Or where okay. they came he from, does his he just part. alludes they... to where he they might have come from. Sure. And then you have other shows and other people that do interviews alongside people like Graham Hancock that talk about who they think those people were. You have people like Billy Carson everywhere talking about Anunnaki being from, well, they're from different parts of the star systems. Let me tell you, they're from all over, okay? And it's like fuck you dude you're you're literally this is conjecture and you're preaching it as the new facts especially when you have people like gary nolan and the whole military psyop bullshit uh side of the disclosure coming slowly but surely forwards suggesting ancient aliens so it started with bob lazar on joe rogan in 2016 he said one thing he said one of these objects may have come from an archaeological dig that's what i read i don't know if it was true that's what he said on joe rogan that one time slowly but surely that line has increased it's gotten more popular it's been repeated uh and changed and said in different ways by a number of these clowns lou elizondo and Gary Nolan, all these people, they're alluding to what a lot of the the alternative fringe for a long time has been thinking, maybe this is it, right? It's aliens or something. And I don't blame them because I was part of it. And if you have no reason to think that behind the curtains is just more humans, because think about it, we've grown up in a mundane world and we've been told everything is it as it appears to be and anything fantastical is bullshit. So then once you are forced to turn your head and forced to question those same people and those same principles and you start to let the floodgates open and go, huh, maybe everything is a lie, right? As we all have, where's the governor? Where well, do you where do you I, I like that you said that everybody starts with that uh, the, the if you want to call it the red pill thing everyone starts with okay baseline is everything we know is a lie then you work your way backwards from there and you're trying to weed out the the false it's not so much about or looking not. for what's true it's looking for what isn't true and then kind of like process of eliminationing it all the way down the line and that's a long well, process I really appreciate you and saying long that because I feel like I also feel like that is a uh, rare, more rare perspective than exists in this larger community. Um, for the most part, we have like top of the charts 
podcasts and stuff like that. Like people that, you know, I would like oh, to like say us? I respect in some ways. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> um, you know, respectable podcasters that at least know how to dig deep into certain topics, just running wild with shit that is surface level bullshit and doesn't deserve any other any credibility whatsoever you know and it's it's unfortunate that's just and the thing is it's not is was it nephilim or was it aliens or what, what those are the questions being asked instead they, they don't even question the possibility of what nephilim means or where any of this shit they don't care about the history they've already planted their flags in what all these terms mean for the alternative world that they world view that is being built by this new media that we are a part of. Right, it's confirmation bias. They're taking an idea that they want to push and then they attach out of context or sometimes in context the pieces that support that theory and go, look, I have all the evidence right here. And it's like, yeah, but the evidence that you've had, it works because we already all know that, but it was subjective to something else. And now you're tying all these loose ends into something that you none of it doesn't exist so you're putting a bunch of what ifs in a box and then acting as if that box is your only box now you're going well okay among our what ifs these are all concrete facts now like the flags have been planted in nephilim are supernatural giants right from like there's there's no wiggle room we are approaching it from that point and that is the end of it uh pixies meanwhile there's a a warehouse right a warehouse of other boxes that you haven't even got into yet. Uh, well, right. Think about, about it ancient... this way. If you're coming from like a religious point of view, then you're looking at sprites, goblins, fairies, pixies, <laughs> all these folkloric terms, all these mythological terms that are non-Christian. They're all evil spirits from demonic realms. So then you get Gary Nolan, a scientist in disclosure, Stephen Greer, Lou Elizondo, alluding to alien disclosure being connected to demonic entities and shit like that. Republican congressmen saying that and what? to stop the uap research because it may be demonic they're fucking feeding you all the fear from that perspective if you're new age you're laughing at all them going dude this is all peace because all these pixies and angels and fairies they're coming down to be our friend they're both full of shit and the ones who know are like great they're (laughs) They are getting further and further and further and further and further away from the truth. And they're burying their ancestors further and further and further and further. Because if that's, if it's the case that I'm saying, and it's humans and all of our gods and all of these things in the past that we're talking about are stories of human beings completely relegated to fiction, then that is what is happening with alien disclosure and all of this convergence of all these sub genres of uh of thinkers it's all working to eradicate and bury that history forever yeah if dragon means person that sees clearly if if dragon initially meant shaman before the idea of a flying beast in mythology ever even existed then we have to default to that being upstream of the mythology the human term for goblin and leprechaun and sprites all leprechaun that's a great one because it comes from leprechaun which just means scaly body but the scaly body reference comes from the fact that this these were horse troops wearing this this specific body armor and the body armor was made from small overlap plates of bronze which tarnished to a greenish color and they looked like lizards and dragons and they called each other that 
Leprechaunus. So, when, when you're talking about the ancient alien thing versus uh, humans, there's a book, I think it, I think Mysterious Universe covered it. And if you haven't heard of that show, stop the show and go listen to them because they're way better and funnier. Uh, but Super I famous. Think, <laughs> yeah, I think they covered this book. It's from 2020, Jared Murphy. It's called It's Not Aliens Worse, It's Us. Now, I haven't read the book. Ooh, I think. I. I think I just heard somebody cover it, and I think it was MU. But, yeah, it's not aliens worse. It's us discovering our lost history. So I, from what I remember of that, he's basically like, even from, you know, mainstream history, we see all of these cycles of rising and falling of empires. It's in every it, most ancient text. Even the Bible talks about, you know, the, the metaphor of the, the dude that has like a gold head and a silver chest or it's something to that effect. And, they, and then all the way down to like his uh, clay feet. And then that is, you know, and, it, and then it repeats cyclically. And think about Rome. They were the most advanced empire ever. And they fell. And then we went into what? The Dark Ages? what they call the dark ages and you look at cathedrals right. and you're like, sure that okay, sure. Uh, they didn't know what they were doing at all with, uh, you know, architecture. Uh, but so to, the hubris to think that we're just at the top of our game. Now we have houses that last 20 years and then they spring a leak. You know, just, I mean, not to rack rag too much on modern shit. It is very nice. And we have cool little, uh, mirrors in our pocket that we can talk to each other on. And it's <laughs> great. But I mean, I, I, it, it makes me think of what they actually had back then. All that's left is yeah, like they have stone. the aqueducts in Rome have been around since literally the Roman empire and highways crumble after like 60 years in this country or any country. To be honest. Right. So like there's 13, take a look at, like street. if you want to make a comparison, Right. Yeah. And you look at megalithic structures that are popular all over the world and mm -hmm. you can go visit a lot of those sites um, and some places that you can't even visit yet that are still just the one sites. in Rio, um, um, the like ones that, underneath. The one in... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Sorry, I was adjusting, um, sorry. I was just saying the ones like we're finding more and more that whatever's underneath is more intricate, better built than even what's on top that we find amazing about the past, you know, Baalbek mm -hmm. is an incredible site. Those stones are just enormous and it's just insane. The whole Baalbek structure is on this platform that was put there. It's just, it's insane. It must've been giants. Right. And I don't, I don't, okay. I don't necessarily, <laughs> let's, do giant. let's get into yeah, giants. I don't necessarily say there weren't giants because I think there's evidence to show that there were, and there's some big, big fuckers out there. I've known fucking giants. <laughs> compared to me but no i mean like even andre the giant like if you can make a dude that big i wouldn't be surprised if there's some 12 15 foot motherfuckers at some time maybe they it's had more food. Blood, i don't know you know i mean yeah who knows? dude so that's <laughs> some thing. kind of blood i'm a big fan of sasquatch and i think the sasquatch situation is less of a metaphysical thing and i think it's more of a ancestral sort of situation you know it's i do agree about the everybody talks about like the nephilim in there oh yeah and it's it's very every interchangeable with the wild man they're yeti they're like big like snowman right. legend, the like, yaoi in australia mm -hmm, and when you look yeah. at the giant stories from scandinavia and the word jete which sounds like mm -hmm. yeti but it means giant yeah it's like whoa interchangeable could just know, have wild been man he could have just been an ancient, huge Danny DeVito. That's what it seems like. Is Bigfoot's just a big, hairy, dumb, dumb for the most part. All the stories I've heard, but who, who fucking knows? He's made it. <laughs> well, this that's far. of course how they made they made it look right. But who knows? But the giant thing—it's really interesting to me mm -hmm. because I I'm not gonna say 
that there weren't bigger people back then because I think there absolutely were. I don't know how big I'm willing to go, but like it is interesting that at a certain point, this word giant refers in some way not only to size and stature, but also nobility and royalty. It's very interesting. There's I think that's why people make book. the Nephilim link with that is because they're like somehow these giants were like nobility and then they, they you know, put that in with Nephilim or whatever you want to call Possibly, that thing. I, the reason for when I started first hearing Sasquatch like encounters and people giving their explanations, it was usually like Christians would assume it had to be something within their frame of reference, you know, and they would often reference the Nephilim. That's and their I box heard they're that working out of. That's a their million, little box they're Right, out. and that's fine. And I think that, I, but the thing is, is I take those texts pretty seriously too, just maybe not in as much of a supernatural form that they do, just because I don't look at the sons of God versus the daughters of man as like supernatural beings fucking earth women. Like right. Earth girls are easy with Jeff Goldblum. Like, it's not that. It's we're talking about like God fearing people versus heathens. You know, we're talking about two different groups mating, like a forbidden love situation, a Romeo and Juliet of cultures. And back then, the fucking xenophobia was off the charts. Everybody was against each other. Everybody had their own kingdoms for very long time like nobody trusted anybody there was a lot of that so i think the xenophobia plays into that as well but i think these are two warring groups or two very polar opposite groups the sons of god versus the daughters of man like that that's that's saying something maybe even along the lines of like the canaanites and the sethites sethites maybe them coming together in some fashion and whoever the the children that would have come off that as offspring are a blasphemy was that just the writer the calling him pussies <laughs> i think it was calling it like unclean like this is where <laughs> the hate the hatred of the heathens and the hatred of the pagan ways from the from these catholics it's it's yeah. very weird it's all over the place too well, it's and then all there's the hatred of the goyim from certain tiny hat wearing individuals and but that's okay they can have Dude, that in the, the town connections the connections but we can't with, say jew <laughs> the connections with judaism okay, i mean I'm want to hear something funny? Want to hear some interesting things? About, it's in a cane about, That's the one. We've oh. got a holy war going on right now, right? Over in Israel? At the end of James. The Talmud but, and like the First Testament of the Bible say that when the Holy Land gets into a war, it's like the end of days, hmm. essentially. So check it out. Israel, where right where Jerusalem and Judea and the Sea of Galilee is right in that little area. There used to be a city, a capital city, an Aryan capital city called Scythopolis. Because if you look at the Scythians, they were the page four Aryans. They were Aryan in language, culture. And yeah, we can follow modern academia and say Aryans don't exist. And that's just Nazi talk. Like it's that's propaganda and the aria or someone that's talked about all over that area and we can talk about the indo-europeans and this goes back to the idea that cro magnon sets the mark and goes you can't talk about this in terms of humans this is pre-human at this point so this is where a lot of these lines get crossed this royal scythian idea versus the scythians that we get in academia which is almost nothing the scythians were just the Dothraki horse lords in Game of Thrones, basically. 
real hey, close. <laughs> I, I like that. But also whole, the like, Sith uh, in Star Wars too, because the Sith Lords, the fucking like white dude Palpatine, that's not a Sith. A Sith is this like red creature with horns coming out of his head. You know? Is that that's why their their lightsabers are red? Is that why their lightsabers lightsabers There's are red? There's something like, to do Star with Wars? that. There is something to do with that. But I the idea that the Sith Lords that that Palpatine is a part of is basically like those are fake Siths, and the real Siths are were like decimated and destroyed on their home planet, and they just like turned into like wandering nomadic tribes. Dude, if you look up the comic book and you look at what the Sith look like, they look like fucking Vikings. But like bad red skinned Vikings. So there is something to the color <laughs> thing. Like we I mean, we're kind of going into wordplay, but like the color thing is a huge thing. And there's plenty of podcasts that cover this. But a lot of people have uh, noticed that in movies, especially the bad guy, always red. The good guy, always mm -hmm. blue. Now, look yes. at our look at our political parties. If you're looking at mainstream media, red the bad guy, yeah. always the red Republican. The good guy, always the Democrat. And the it's blue. played mm -hmm. subconsciously over and fucking over in movies where the good guy's blue, the bad guy's red. Over red is seen as like such time. an aggressive color. Like in psychology, yeah. red is like such an aggressive color. And it's associated with anger and hatred and evil. And just like be afraid. Like even red light district, when you think of that, like in modern like day, like it's associated with like these sinful actions or like this like dirty these dirty things you do like when you go to the do you think that dishes. came from from blood from bloodshed back in the day i mean Ooh. could be i mean why do you think cops lights are red and blue it's two it's polarizing opposites and they're like get That's your true. attention pull over we are in control you know? it's like hypnotizing almost almost like mind control you could say hmm. Hmm. Uh, well no when we, uh, like cops pull you over those lights are blinding Oh yeah, yeah, it's terrible, and and it freaks you out. Even if you're doing nothing wrong, you yep. still kind of squeeze, no, out, squeeze a little turd out every time because you're like, oh shit, there's a cop behind me. Uh, yeah, before we, we uh, some more words before we no, yes. Oh no, yeah, but we can do that too because I wanted to get uh, your uh, opinion on if the box saga says anything about not necessarily Hollow Earth or anything, but like under Earth, like we were talking about with like Gobekli Tepe and all these things are unearthing that seem like they were several fucking feet underground but they're full cities and we're just kind of unearthing it um there's a lot of people it, this is not debatable in my opinion there is tunnel systems under the earth whether yeah. you think it's a globe or flat doesn't fucking matter there are tunnel systems that have been yeah. there for a long fucking time so it's either the remnants of civilizations past or that's where aliens come from or that's where you know <laughs> Who, who knows? Like that's where you go down and you meet there. the Nephilim, and you can't say the word Jesus Christ in front of the Nephilim. Have you seen that clip? What? That's like, oh, dude, look it up. There's a, there's like some whistleblower, some insider who knows his credibility, but it'll get shared around as much as humanly possible. Of course. Uh, talking about, yeah, when I went into these underground facilities, I think it was in Antarctica, of course. Uh, you can't. Say, you were told one rule only: you can't say Jesus Christ. These Nephilim, these Nephilim. Well, we have our own not. tunnels. See, my my people, we have our own tunnels. We have our, my people have our own tunnels. We've recently oh, been discovered. So like I, I did a quick. Uh, oh yeah, you got the the Jew tunnels. I mean the kike tunnels. Sorry. Uh, we, Which ones are we talking about? Those in Gaza or the ones in New York? Uh, the ones in either way, you can't say Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, isn't that funny that even God if they're de- either they're demonic or they're Jewish, one way or the other. Ooh, you know, also, the word God or spell it. It's so, so funny. You know? That's so. Or funny. are those the same? <clears throat> That's hilarious. Well, I just googled. Uh, you can't say Jesus to Nephilim, and uh, <laughs> the first four, three or it sounds four. Sounds like a song uh, title. I love it. Hey, that's a good song. Uh, shout out uh, Murph, my buddy and listener. Please write a song called "You Can't Say Jesus to Nephilim." Make it metal. Uh, the it first like three and have it ready by Saturday when we see you. Yeah, the first right. three fucking results are all from TikTok. One of them says the Nephilim giants can't say Jesus Christ. The other one says you can't say Jesus in Nephilim, and another one says they can't even say Jesus' name. Hiding Nephilim giants, <laughs> and the, whatever. So yeah, go down that rabbit trail if you want. What's TikTok is a wealth of word? knowledge. Sometimes, like word, TikTok Nephilim. is. A... Oh, if it's done well, yes. TikTok so can you... be good and bad, right? I mean, just like anything else. I mean, this show yeah. can be good and bad. It's hit or miss. Uh, the only thing that I've to... gotten removed from box from uh, tele from TikTok was a advertisement for my box on Telegram. It said I went against like voting something other or other. Like, the Pope was behind that for sure. I guess <laughs> so. shooting it. That down. was weird. <laughs> In between little boys, he was like reporting videos on TikTok. He's like, move my three appointment, my three o'clock appointment to three o five. I got to ban this guy. He's talking about box saga. All right, Jimmy, send him in. Oh, <laughs> I mean, they did say you know they made a deal with uh, with with like the king of Sweden in twelve ninety eight that they wouldn't let the saga be publicly known for like a thousand years until the world was ready to hear it. Like those words are always echoing in my head. It's very interesting. Like they came to an agreement with the then king that was Catholic at the time and said, "Yeah, when the world's ready to hear this, you can let it out again." But that sounds weird. Like it the, sounds like the, the government thing. It sounds like sounds the like the results. FDA and what the government does with releasing yeah, yeah, documents. Yeah, yeah, They're like, "We'll give Don't it uh, eighty yet. years." <laughs> when yeah, everybody's the... dead that did anything bad, then well, release when it. everyone's <laughs> dead who would years. have any idea that any of this right. happened then we can release it it'll be brand new information and no one will give a shit and don't worry these right. uh, anyone these, could be these charged vaccines. anyone could be legally charged in any wrongdoing they gotta right. die and then we'll let the public know what we did we gotta exactly. let the statute of limitations run out and when we release these uh you know adverse reaction things from certain sharp things in 70 years the kids are gonna be so fucking retarded by then they won't even care well, they the won't even remember now. they're retarded now <laughs> my little brother can't spell i mean he can't tell time they're, they're fucking stupid now gen alpha <laughs> no they're the glow the glowy kids what do they call them uh the the, the indigos the indigo children yeah yes. that's oh, why they're, they're, they're in the 70s they're and now we have them back again they don't like authority very much. It's like, no, you're a bad parent. <laughs> Glo- no, they just are, are so resistant to, to like authority and stuff. They have a hard time with it. It's like, no, they're not. They everyone hates authority. I was about to say, oh, everyone has shit. a hard time with fucking authority. Everyone hates, yeah. But everyone reading about like the indigo authority. kids, I'm like, these are lazy fucking Gen X parents writing this shit. Like, <laughs> this I, I don't have a problem fucking authority. I'll fuck authority all day. Right. Insert yeah. Pennywise drop. Yeah. Pennywise, uh, shut up. Yeah. Did Did you want uh, to go into more etymology, or did? Are sure. You, do you know anything about the Bach thing? Saying anything about underground shit? Because I was really. Curious oh yeah, yeah. About I'll that. answer that definitely. Well, that's part of the yeah. mythology too. That there was a storehouse. So, okay, let me paint this weird, weird ass picture. Hold on, okay? and before you paint that picture, yes, I have to dip out. Oh my oh. God, Ben. Ben. Okay. Hang on. Where's this? <sighs> Buzzer. Fair. That's Ben's hard, hard, fast line, 705. He has to, <laughs> he has to go night-night. You weird homosexuals. 
That's no, fair. it's fine. I get it. You got to get up. I get it. Uh, Good to see you, Ben. I was, uh, yeah, I was gonna say you look very healthy. More healthy than the last. Yes, than the last time. You too, Barb. Um, Maybe it's better oh. lighting. I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know. You just you look more healthy than the last time I saw you. Well, that's good. I don't know that's if that's good. a compliment or yeah, what does that I mean? mean? I, don't I don't know. know he just I don't know. He looks like compliment. I'm telling you, it's probably the I'm not in a dungeon anymore with Is really screams. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got him from Sandra Bullock. No. <laughs> lotions and creams, lotions and creams. <laughs> it was very good to see both of you guys. Sorry, I got to dip out, but uh, no I'm going to listen to the rest of the episode since that's content that I will not be present for. Uh, Barb, <laughs> it was good to see you again. Um, good to see you, Ben. Good to, this should happen more. This is a really good conversation. I really liked how all this went. So, uh, to the listeners, I will see you guys next time. Maybe. Uh, and good night. <laughs> all right. Later, see Ben. Yay. Thanks for making it, Ben. Always appreciate it. So, yeah. underground uh, box saga. Uh, yes, do it. Um, so, the way they see the Earth is technically round sorry flat earthers just that's how they see it in this story and we they just dropped said, 500 sorry people to burst your right right, right. <laughs> and, sorry um, to burst your but you know here's the thing in my telegram channel we have a number of number of reputable people in there that bring a lot of hard-hitting like box saga supporting stuff and really interesting connections to the table that subscribe to a flat earth so they think it can work with Box Saga. I, I don't personally think it can, but I'm not smart enough to say yes or no, you know. But at least in the story, they um they claim that the word balance comes from this ball and lance together. Ball lance. Because in paradise time, the earth The ring was, and the staff, right? Right, the ring and the staff as well. Is that a metaphor um, for reproductive organs like woman, man? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Everything okay. is everything is rings and poles. Everything mm -hmm. is just rings and poles. Even well, I mean, the box every saga, single letter is rings and poles, or parts of rings and parts of poles. But we together. will leave out the part of the box saga because this is well where it's known, a lot of poles and where poles? it's a lot of people sucking holes. their own dicks. <laughs> the offer ring system, yes, or the e Yikes. moon system, the e moon system, yeah. Well, that whole yeah, that'll be for another time. But that's that's the problem. It's the etymology. It's the root language that is extremely hard to fuck with or debunk. So. That's when all those really out there weird fertility right sort of things. It's like, uh, what are you going to do? It's built into this fucking language. And it's the language is like, you know, because it's based on all the sounds that we can say with our face and they claim that those are pure sounds and there's a mark for each one of those. It, it like, it means that the, the, this root language keeps itself in line and you can tell when something's a lie. If you know this language. Like every mm. syllable has to be correct in order for the saga to be told the right way. It's deep. It's crazy. But anyway. Is that where so like iambic pentameter comes from? Like where you like read poetry? Is that like where that comes from? Like where you have to do like iambic pentameter? Like have certain inflections and like read things a certain way? Maybe. That's interesting. Like when you read you prose that. versus poetry? They say that, um, that Swedish people sing the root language. And when, you know, you think of how they speak, you know, it's like in this rhythmic pattern, but the same language yeah, they sound monotone is the root language. Yeah. So the earth to them is round. They considered in paradise time, the earth to be perfectly aligned with the sun, basically giving that beautiful, almost twilight all year round, all the time. And 
the whole planet was tropical and we were all basically black <laughs> and there was palm trees growing in the North Pole and Finland and all that. It was a paradise. It was the garden of heathen or Odin. Odin is the name of the sun, Uden. So it's kind of all interlaced there. But what they pictured was this spheroid type planet, planet, which is plan is plan and et means one or family. So one plan or family plan is where supposedly we get this word planet. Or what other people would say, a small plane. Right. I've heard that too. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but basically what they thought of as the Earth, they basically thought it was a tor- toroid, like a, a toroidal donut. field, like a donut, basically. Um, and that's what they claim the North Pole was, this like vortex underneath the top of the planet basically and it led all the way into the earth and Hmm. it was a they claimed that there was a storehouse that they used there was a physical place that they could literally walk into this is where it seems really magical and this is where you get a lot of um well this isn't where we get but this is where i'm assuming a lot of us are assuming we get a lot of the settings for a lot of our folklore and mythology and how Middle grandiose Earth. it is yeah man like yeah Midgard. um so basically this spiral into the earth is where people from all over the planet would come to pay homage this was the original concept of pilgrimage and would go all the way up to this place this temple and they would bring these amazing works of gold carvings and statues and things like that and um, the whole planet was intertwined in the box saga so every every area of the world was connected back to this all father land in finland supposedly that's what hmm. they say anyway and if you follow that it kind of it shows that like throughout every generation they were storing more and more of these um basically gifts and presents to the all father and to the holy land the holy land like literally there's a fucking hole like everything's very literal and phonetic it's the whole e h-o-l with an i the i h-o-l-i because the lowercase i in root language is e this sound e and what the lowercase i represents is the pole and the north star directly above it but it also, as above, so below, represents a prick and what comes out of the prick. Because what comes out of the prick is the seed of everything. And has it's interesting because the box like talks about how, how it's in line with the suppression of the sacred feminine and how the box saga was like a feminine ruled society almost in a lot of ways. Well, the, the box men had, saga, of course. The men had their history, but the mystery, the women have their mystery. And this is where these two aspects come from. Really interesting how men and women had this very equal role in the, in the saga. But the divine feminine was very important. But also, the, the, you can see where like certain aspects of the, the masculine have also been suppressed too. You know, because if you ask my wife, like my seed does, did none of the work. You know, we we did two percent nothing. They were just there for two seconds. We did all the work, and yeah, it was of course, two and I a respect, half. I respect the actual work and the nine months, all that kind of thing, and what the the female body does in the mitochondrial DNA. But to reject the idea that the seed itself is 
important, which is what modern science tells us. It's just, eh, it's just nothing. Just take a little bit of DNA. It's nothing. The, the like, no part of that physical thing matters really. It's all broken down and destroyed anyway, and re re put together in the female body. That's all well and good, but like, it's definitely suppressed that the seed is important at all. It's, well, it's nothing an interesting would happen threat. if it didn't exist. So you have to think of yeah. it just back to basics. If that seed, it doesn't matter how you feel about it or what happens after it fertilizes the egg. Right. If it didn't exist in the first place, we wouldn't even be talking about it right now. Yeah, and, and I you're can not hear the emails that, now. You're not going to create that human. Right, now I can hear the emails this. now. Andy's misogynistic and whatever. That's fine. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, trying, it's, I'm trying to describe that like we are out of whack so much that we just float from one side of the pendulum to the other. You know, we're definitely putting women back in power now. Will Ferrell confirmed it the other day. If anybody heard, Will Ferrell made sure to let everybody know that he really thinks women need to be in power because guys, we're just dumb. We're just playing with It's cards, amazing when a man know? tells women where they have to be. It's amazing. That right, yeah. Even if, you you, have even to if it's liberal. It's amazing to hear a man say what women gotta be doing. So <laughs> Will Ferrell, so we love it. It's Will Ferrell, so it's not misogynistic, but it really. Right. So Especially because he's disparaging men at the same time. You know, he says, we're all dumb. You guys gotta take over. Well, Will Ferrell's mansplaining go, where a woman should be as, in the kitchen. Right. And we're, we're just we're going to push that the furthest we can to the wrong direction mm -hmm. again, probably. It's going to be out of balance in the opposite direction. You know, who knows? Mm -hmm. But. I don't know. <laughs> There's no, an equality back then that should, that existed supposedly, and it it was very interesting. The box like seems to answer a lot of questions or a lot of issues we have in modern society that just naturally with how they did things. Like for instance, they had a they had a system. I believe it was after ice time. There was a system created with money where coins were printed with the king's face. They were, you know sent out to the populace to act as this currency this you know this motion this electrical currency to keep the economy moving but at the end of the year all these coins were turned back in to be melted down to make the new coins for the new year so there was no wealth gain no huh. one was gaining any you couldn't wealth. accumulate it you couldn't there's no accumulated wealth, wealth. Like, right so not only that but Think about this the firstborn son was the king but he could not have children so there was no nepotism hmm. so it's just really there's a few examples like that in the saga you're like whoa wait a minute i bet they That's had part of the society like i've never heard of anything like this in any alternative ever and that solves like a number of big issues in modern society, the way they have those things set up. Like that's very intriguing, you know? Well, it'll probably end up coming back around to that. Like you said, it's a pendulum and we've talked about that just with the cycles and all that. It's, it goes so far in one direction that it has to go the other way. And it then has to, yeah. there's that golden age in the middle where it's like, ah, balance. And then it goes, ah, and goes way it's the very, other very way. It's very, very brief. That balance yeah. is very brief. The it doesn't brief have to be though. It. God, I feel like there's a lot of, it sounds like what those people did was in the process of knee-jerk react, maybe they weren't knee-jerk reacting, but they, they're faced with a huge problem. And in trying to solve it, instead of slapping a Band-Aid on it, they really sat down and thought about how to deal with it. Meanwhile, that was a small group and a horde of people behind them were rushing to slap the Band-Aid on it and they overtook. But they kept their their ways and probably kept it secret so that they couldn't get shut down. I mean, I, I can kind of get behind that. Yeah, and people call it a conspiracy <laughs> to say that people keep secrets for their own wealth and gain.
Do you hear how stupid right. that sounds, listeners? People keep <laughs> secrets for their own personal gain. Do you think a group of people might keep secrets for their collective personal gain? Oh, no, that's conspiracy theory. Now you're censored on Instagram because misinformation. I think it could go both ways. You're on Instagram, I definitely think there's a good part of it. There's There are good people keeping secrets. Oh, yeah. I mean, it goes both well, ways. Well, that's another, yeah, that's another part of it. Like a lot of the inversion that we we point to as like bad right or like done by the bad guys it's kind of like it really depends on how you look at it like during the carolingian dynasty in france a lot of what our modern day folklore and arthurian legend was written around that time period and it wasn't all like catholic priests covering everything up necessarily a lot of it was old like old world pagans who knew and remembered all these like uh you know this class of uh secret teachers or or the the mystery school people you know these these tales were written in a way that kept all these old world goings on alive but only for those with eyes to see you know like the constant idea of a princess needing to be saved of course that's being literally written out now of the disney movies it was left yeah, in for a allowed. long time that's not now allowed that There's needs no to be gone and i am in total favor of women being strong fuck sigourney weaver and all of my favorite female roles growing up like awesome like i never had a no, problem i'm not a bitch you know? wants to be saved once in a while right, now, let a right. bitch get saved all right let a so bitch be story. a damsel in distress and get a all white the, night especially the marvel the movies and people have talked a lot about this all the marvel movies especially superhero mm -hmm. movies they're showing this 105 pound chick just beating the fuck out of a 300 pound dude i'm sorry yeah, logistically yeah, that fucking... does not work right and it has nothing to do with being misogynistic. Moves. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. no well, you're saying men and women aren't equal? They can't participate in the same sports? Wait, what? That's <laughs> controversial. You can't say that. So, yeah, that theme about the princess getting saved is constantly everywhere all over folklore. And it's the idea of this old bloodline being being lost. These old bloodlines being lost to time and forgotten about. And this valiant prince trying to regain the uh you know i don't know i don't know how you'd say it but you picking up what i'm putting down here it's like oh, yeah, yeah. basically a, a desperation for a time lost uh but there's like a lot earned, of different i feel things. like it was a time where like you earned like that love like you earned that like ability to then find a partner and like reproduce and like you had to show like the quality you would pass on to like an heir or like down like your family like familiar yeah, the divine that. right of kings big time yeah that's it's, yeah what was replaced you're granted what, that right to rule because of these qualities and stuff right and so that's where i'm finding all these folkloric terms in etymology dragon uh gnome goblin uh fairy fair comes fairy comes from fair which is old greek and it means noble or royalty again um it's the same place where we get the word pharaoh so mm. that's where we get this fairy from and again fairy circles were round tables of dudes making decisions. So remember that the next time the weird hippie girl with dreadlocks and tattoos on her face is in a fairy circle, summoning fairies and pixies, she's pixies. You're going to sum a bunch of sweaty painted warlords from the woods, from Caledonia, these pics like that. You're not going to want that. You know, this so is where we get, the, this is where we get werewolf from. The this is where we get the word werewolf. Like, uh, 
the mushrooms that grow in circles in your grass. Oh, fairy houses, yeah. The fairy right. But then we can connect that. We can connect that. But that sounds exactly like what you're right talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's what I think of when I think of like fairy circles, I think of like the fae. And like when you think about it, like in Wiccan, especially like oh, yeah. Wiccan like beliefs and like if you're practicing or not practicing, like you like leave an offering for them and like you don't mess with it. And right. it's, like, they're all powerful beings. Like they are powerful. Like you don't think of them as like these giant warlords or like tiny little things, but they're still all powerful and they make and they can fuck your life up. Right, yeah. they're supernatural and they'll steal your fucking kids. And this is exactly. what they did. This is what they talked about to about pagans. This is what they did to heathens. Mm-hmm. This is what they did. Th- this so that's we. If if I'm right, <laughs> dare I say, if this is leading somewhere truthfully, then we have a lot of correction to to kind of i mean if we're taking the truth movement seriously if we're really trying to not just run in circles around this fucking mountain and actually get to the top if we're trying to ascend we gotta we gotta talk about things in a different light than we have over the past 60 years because i mean jfk is still assassinated and the nephilim are still a mystery you know but like we have more context to look through and if our language is suggesting you know, language that existed prior to the folklore, prior to the mythology, these words existed, that all these things alluded to humans. We have a much bigger problem on our hands than we thought. We oh, just yeah. have to stop lying to each other. That's what humans did. They lied. But a lot of people are going to think I'm lying or that I'm falling for something. You know what I mean? Because they know the real truth because they've had some experience where they've encountered some sort of intelligence and i have too i'm saying the brain that gets to sit here and talk about it does not get to accurately describe it because we always subjectively describe what we objectively experience in that other place that psychedelic and every time you recall it that near-death place Like near it's even like describing a dream. You tell dude, someone a dream my, that's super profound, and they're like, "That's well, boring most, as fuck." It didn't happen. Most to me. memories are inaccurate, and most memories have a bias. Like whether it's like uh, you're trying to remember a dream, a trip, or an actual event that happened to you, like traumatic or not, it's, your memories are not accurate, and you're also, gonna have a different bias every time you think about it. It's gonna confirm what you already believe. Yes, yeah. because every, because your brain is gonna take a new experience mm-hmm. and always just use familiar sound mm-hmm. conform it to kind of like what you know like how yeah, you absolutely. think you're gonna try like, to make it make and sense it, and think about this mm-hmm. angle. exactly if it is really that foreign like say a psychedelic experience mm-hmm. well you're gonna need someone to tell you what's what when you get back because you have nothing to like, compare it to like, every fucking guru and author and Har- harvard scientist and you know uh, academia educated guru that came out of the 60s and 70s sponsored by the fucking cia all the people that you had you came r- that we all went right to when we came down from that trip because we had no reference for it tim leary uh terrence mckenna Oh, the aliens are in your trips. I'm telling you, all these subgroups are being converged and it's all being mixed together into a smorgasbord. And all these words are getting dumped into the same bucket. All these entity words and spirits and angels and demons. Fuck, the box saga says the word demon just means the moon. (laughs) The moon. You can follow a trail that makes you understand why that makes sense and why it became what it did to the church and what demon, yeah, it's evil because the people of the moon, right? 
And like what you said with this convoluted moon, ball. The women are the people of the moon. That Their menstrual cycles follow the moon cycle. It's the downfall oh, of the divine cycle. feminine. So that's why it's it, a demon. This convolution of all the, these terms and th ideas is... What was the CIA guy, William something, that said our job will be complete when everything the people believe is a lie? I yeah, can't remember William his name. Case, Casey? I Casey? Or is it I Bill, so. Bill Casey? Something like that. But yeah, you can look Casey, up Casey, I think, was the... He was the same guy that got pulled into the skiff when they were asking him, like, do you have agents working for news publications and shit like that? He's like, ah, can I talk to you in private about it? <laughs> you know? There's your answer. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all this amazing stuff. If you haven't checked out the Deep Share podcast yet, uh, go do that now, too, because he goes, he actually does research, unlike us, who just get on here and are like, oh, yeah. Boner. Yeah, that's funny. Oh. <laughs> we're like the, funny. the idiocracy of podcasts. We're just like, uh, boners and balls. balls. Yeah, and that, and that's our show, and we're done now. Let's yeah, kind of like box saga. <laughs> you know, people doubt box saga. They're like, are you going to try to tell me there was like a dick cult? I'm like, look around at all the obelisks. <laughs> have you have you looked There's on the so internet? There's so much phallic like symbology in Everywhere. every like old document, all old art, everything. Every, every building, oh my, skyscrapers, every the Washington building, Monument. Everything. Come on. Yeah, look up all the um, look up all the. Everything. It's not just that you've seen that one thing Everywhere. that everybody laughs at, like ah, oh, somebody carved a dude sucking his own dick on that ceiling. No, but it's on that like cathedral. There's everywhere. like 19 of those. They're not. They're all over the place. Like <laughs> that shit's everywhere. Pagans were weird and they it's, were real. It's all, <laughs> it's all wieners and balls. Penis. I will. I will say that we would have to do this on a different episode, perhaps, and it may be a little bit more controversial. But um, I can absolutely connect where the box saga takes humanity and where this holy war is today and and who's who and what's going on there mm, stay tuned for round two then yes get something together i want a powerpoint presentation um slides Ooh, okay. videos get the whole thing together and then make you can prezi. just run the just show make a yeah just All do right, it cool. up yeah, that'd be awesome. We'll tether ourselves to our reality, but leave our minds open and we'll jump into whatever you have to offer. And we'll just watch Hell and be yeah. amazed. Maybe Listen, I'll do mushrooms I'm, beforehand. I am all about the spiritual experience, whatever anybody wants to call it, and getting into contact with God or whatever you'd call that feeling of connection. I'm all about it. I've had that experience, but we just have to stop letting our authority figures dictate what we call those because those words we're using, I think we're stomping on graves and I think we're going to bury them forever if we're not careful. Very, very possibly. That's kind of our thing here in the West, especially, you know, building shit on top of graves. Well, you guys, Absolutely. thank you so much. Uh, shoot me oh, any just moving you the want. Just moving the headstones, though. They yeah, forgot yeah. to move the bodies, and we're going to fuck with them. They'll be fine. <laughs> They're all dirt now anyway. Well, you guys, shoot me any links you want in the show, Barb and Andy. I know most of your links, but if you have you know your Telegram link and all that. And, uh, Will do. We'll put them in the notes. Thanks, you guys, so much. Thanks to the listeners. We'll see you again next week.